0: Hi everyone. This is the Shopstall Podcasts, episode four of season three. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Joey, how are you this evening?
1: Yeah, pretty good actually. Yes. How are you, Robin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You make it sound like for that for a change. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's been
0: a bit of a week. Right. Fair enough. And and Brian, um, how are you going?
2: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just yeah, winter's kicking in down here, picking up the the lurgy you know. So, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. a little under the weather at the minute, as as are you. But uh, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll kick on through with some Panadol and cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got no beer tonight. This is gonna be the first podcast I haven't drunk alcohol on in <laughs> months.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. hopefully it's not going to be too wooden for everyone listening. <laughs> um, excuse the pun. Uh, it's it's funny in my day job we have a, a Monday morning meeting, and we we always laugh because all of us are dotted around the country and progressively people put on more and more clothes except we, I'm still mm. in a singlet yeah. you know, it's it, nothing has changed where I am and uh, yeah, you guys down there I've got a buddy in, in Tassie who reckons it's just like he's waking up to almost zero at the moment
2: It was zero in Sydney on the weekend, I think on Saturday What, like Great. the city? Zero degrees in Sydney, the city Whoa. Yes. Wow
1: Yeah yeah, it's been man, it pretty cool over here. I've got the fire on Well, it's just dying out.
2: Oh, love a good oh, man, Kiwi no. winter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we probably don't need to light the fire tonight, but it was nice just to look at the flames for a bit.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so we are going to start with a topic that could
0: potentially be super divisive, and I have a strong opinion, so I'm good ready wolf. to make some, some enemies. Uh, Brian and I talked this week about a... a a tin of oil from Bunnings that has been on sale. It's actually been on sale for probably a few months now. I would assume that they are getting rid of some stock. It's, um, I think it's Interbuild is the brand and it's a little is it 500 or 250 mil? These smaller yeah, 250. 250 mil um, hard wax oil for $2. (laughs) I had someone recommend it to me Uh, a a few months ago Um, someone listens to the show and i had my experiences were all right but brian you said you've had a lot of complaints about it
2: well i just saw and i saw the two dollar price tag and i'm like this is too good to be true and then i assumed reading between the lines that it was just a product that bunnings had bought tons of realized was absolute dirge and we're just trying to get rid of it Um, So I took a video of it and stuck it on my Instagram, and it blew up. (laughs) Like, half were split down the middle going, tried it, it's, uh, uh, what were the words that we used? Somebody called it sewage, somebody else called it excrement, (laughs) so at least there's consistency. (laughs) And then I had other people going, oh, give it a chance, you know, it's just because people can't follow the instructions. So I did actually go out and buy a tin yesterday. Um, and I'm going to do a little side-by-side test on a couple of different uh, timbers. So, Joey, you missed the post. So the yeah, thing that caught it. my eye after the $2 price tag was I looked at the uh, application instructions and it said, allow finish to fully dry between coats and one month of drying time. Oh, great. Between, between coats.
0: Oh, is like, is that is, a normal This thing? is going to
2: be a joke. No, absolutely not. No, you recoat Osmo the next day, or even like you could do it twice in a day if the conditions were right.
1: Yeah, I've got the rapid stuff at the moment for colder weather. And uh, and well, if you use the rapid, the Osmo rapid in warm weather, you can do two easily two coats in a day.
2: Yeah, so a month just seems like absolute nonsense to me. Like it's just. The, the formulation's wrong like it's not tacking <laughs> if it's not tacking after a day there's something wrong it's too much natural oil
0: yeah which one did you get Brian? So it's a
2: weird product one? so it's, it's Um. so they'd sold out of the clear so it comes mm. in tints similar to Osmo
1: yeah uh-huh.
2: Um. I think was it the teak or something I got so it's not going to be a perfect like for light like test alongside Osmo <laughs> because my Osmo that I buy is the clear <laughs> stuff
1: but yeah it's just funny like do you think I mean, they? Do you think they just bought like gallon, like hundred gallon, whatever of it? Um, you know, big drums, and then they have distilled it themselves, or you know, decanted it into little, little pots, or do you think they just bought pallet loads know. of little pot loads of it?
2: I think they bought pallet loads of little pots, like
1: because <laughs> somebody is. might just
2: might just buy enough to do like a bench top or something in a kitchen, but. I don't know. It to me it just reeks of like yeah. just the kind of crap that you <laughs> find bad. in bunnings. Yeah.
1: Um there's, it, I suppose there's no ingredients on it.
2: There is there's a huge list of ingredients actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. apparently no, it's low lot.
1: VOC as well. Yeah. And
0: food and food safe. Yeah, yeah. I got the clear and it worked perfect. I've used it mm-hmm. on my little boy's cot. I've created a panel for it. Um so you know, it, that's what I, I had to laugh at is, you know, all this negative stuff, and I've I've gone and put it on my kids' cot. Um, I used it on this um, lampshade that I made, which oh a yeah. lampshade which we might get into a bit later, and it's been fine. But one thing I did notice on the tin, and I don't know if 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 yours has the same, Brian, but mine said something about uh, needs to be used within a year of purchase or a year of manufacturing, and oh. this and mine was like 2019. <laughs>
2: Way old. Oh, right. So okay. I, no, I, I didn't notice that. I'll have to check that tomorrow.
1: I think that's going to be why they <coughs> are. Um, they're they're setting it off. There must be some small print in the shop. If that's the case, it, generally over here they would have to say mm-hmm. that it's uh, expired or something like that. But um, mm, don't know. Maybe no, not for. Maybe not, not for paint. Mm-hmm. You know, not for a, like a. You'd have to do that if it was food. But. Yeah. It's just
2: not the most scrupulous retailer, to be honest. That's really like, weird. <laughs> Hit us up, Bunnings lawyers. But I mean, like all the hardware and stuff and threaded inserts, just fall. It's like they're made of paper; like they just fall apart. Um, so yeah, I don't
0: know. This is the conversation that I wanted to have as a result of this, because I have some I have some strong opinions about Bunnings, and I have some very strong opinions about people who bash Bunnings. <laughs> Come on, now, bring it. Bring now, now, now bring yeah, it. Brian, you've made some comments in the past. You are obviously not a fan of the the red and green. That That's fair enough. Could you give us a list? I don't know, maybe top two reasons that you aren't? Because in the past, you've made some comments, and I thought, oh, I, I didn't realize that. So it would be quite interesting, I think, for people to, to hear. Maybe they don't know the dodgy side of Bunnings.
2: Okay. So I hate I hate when one business just controls the entire market. I hate that that it kills independent hardware stores. Like it's so hard for any other like I think Masters came in a few years ago and they're still tied to So I think Bunnings are tied to the Coles group, right? It's something like that, yeah, and then, then the And I the, think Masters were tied to Woolworths? Woolies, yeah. And they bought up huge amounts of property anyway, and they failed within 18 months or something mm. so bunnings are now at a point where they don't have to give a shit about what the consumer thinks or wants it's like they just f- serve them up
1: rubbish and people buy it there's cause definitely because they are the hardware store for the few times i've been in australia and looked around there, there's really only bunnings as far as i can tell um, well, some might or 10 but not yeah, it's not like new zealand where, attempt, where there's but, yeah um, and so while I probably visit Bunnings as as little as possible, it's because I've got a really good choice of Mm -hmm. multiple different hardware outfits Um, I could probably go to 10 different independent shops any day of the week uh, and get different types of things and have a, a quite a broad range and even see the same thing and be able to compare the prices and just see what where the price should actually be um but i i really like you brian um don't like the fact that you've just got one choice because bunnings does not have the best of much Uh, like i go to bunnings i treat it like just i know they're going to have a version of the thing if i'm in a pinch i'll shoot to bunnings if, if you're out on the job or whatever i'll shoot to bunnings and get the thing i need it's going to be the lowest quality version of that thing but it's going to you know do the job i need to do um if i really need something nice i'm going to go to somewhere that sells that thing yep some something else that i've heard of and brian maybe you can back
0: this up because i think you would have a, a, a better understanding of this apparently the 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 Merbau or, or Merbu depending where you're on the country how you pronounce it apparently it's not incredibly responsibly sourced no from it's, a, it's,
2: a, it's a rainforest timber that's coming out of Indonesia Indonesia yeah. and um, Malaysia and stuff and it's, it's
1: a, just it's a little like um, it's because it, we call it Kweela here and the same problem is that for for maybe 10 years back it was just all you saw was Quilla Mobile. Everyone, mm. every deck was just packets of it around. And at the time, some of the timber suppliers were saying, "Look, we're not going to be able to get this for very much longer." And like, like we are because rules are changing, things are happening. And while it's still available, it essentially seems like the logs are coming from, uh, yeah, shady. Yeah. shady sources, and someone's there with an FSC stamp and stamps it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can kind of understand it in somewhere like New Zealand, having to go to products like Maraba. We're in Australia. Mm. Every fricking eucalypt species is perfect for decking, pretty much.
0: And, and I'd be really interested to see what the practices are like with the spotted gum which has become more popular because someone like bunnings is not doing that unless it's profitable so you you know you know the circumstances around that is it better or is it just as bad except it's in-house i'd say
2: if it was in australia it would be even if it was at the look like the worst end of of uh, practices it would still be towards the better end of mm. practices in in the developing world i would i would like to i would like to think so i might be wrong but i would like to think so knowing a few people that are in um, logging and timber industries here mm. but it's just driven by bottom dollar and that's what you end up with when you have a conglomerate that controls the entire market mm. Mm. so they, they will make a bigger profit margin by throwing you the crap
1: yeah um, mm. at the lower end the spotted gum if that's the alternative presumably there's plenty of it um i've mm. used it a few times and it's it's much harder and more durable than Mubau or quilla yeah um definitely. and if i had the choice i would choose spotted gum over here it's far more expensive than quela and maybe not far more but you certainly can't pick it up in decking uh, like dressed as decking timbers it comes as mm-hmm. like big big Boards. chunks of wood like 150 by 50 and stuff
2: right okay um, no no at all like spot a gum in here if you go to any timber yard at all
1: i imagine they're
2: usually in a couple of different oh you can't get it widths and thicknesses mm. yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i was going to say i imagine mill.
1: there's some issues with milling it might be more difficult um, it's not fun to work with that's for sure yeah <laughs> because the labor to mill up this stuff in indonesia has got to be yeah, tough a fractional sure. compared to what you're paying australian rates someone to stand yeah. and work machinery so there's just just getting the, the spotted gum version out the door is going to be far more expensive. Yeah.
2: yeah. There you go. There's my two reasons. The conglomerate and then the fact that they're able to feed you just the bottom end of every single product and you don't have a choice. You don't have somewhere else to go unless you order online or go to a specialist retailer. I'll add in a third one. Um, a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, a friend of mine who was a lighting designer had their light knocked off by Bunnings. Uh, yeah, real. one for one complete
0: replica available for sale so would, wouldn't have been Bunnings though it would have been a supplier that Bunnings no, they're
2: use. buying they're buying they've got buyers that work for them that that um,
0: oh, right. they're question. going
2: to um, China probably and um, yeah buy the product but it was it was an Australian designer that had been ripped off and it stayed for sale on the shelves Eden.
1: what was the option before like uh, Bunnings kind of crept in here probably 20 years ago, somewhere around there. Um, Mm. What was it like before Bannings completely took over? Were there other options? Are there Mm -hmm. like builder supply yards and stuff? I probably wouldn't
2: really be the best person to answer that because I've only been in Australia for 15 years. But um, there's still building supply yards, but (coughs) the price um, differential to them. And I still don't necessarily feel as though you're getting the very best product. Mm. I just end up Mm. having to order all my hardware online a lot of the time and buy my timber from a timber yard, buy my plywood from a plywood supplier. Like, a hardware store, it doesn't serve somebody that works in furniture. I still probably go to Bunnings two to three times a week Mm. just to buy, like rollers and sandpaper but even sandpaper i shouldn't be buying sandpaper from it No, I don't but it's just the it's just the convenience of it yeah. if i run out of something just being able to go and grab it
0: that's it and, but, and that's uh, yeah. that's a perfect segue into where my opinion lies with with bunnings i don't think any of us want to buy at bunnings we all buy at bunnings because that's our choice now but to me the worst people are the people who bash Bunnings because of um, not not so much about what the what not the, not not their, not their practices so not the not the big stuff, but the the way Bunnings runs, or the um, the the salespeople at Bunnings, or the you know the, the customer service at Bunnings, because people have voted with their wallets, and this is what we've got. So to to bash bunnings is just it's oh i when when people talk badly about bunnings in that sense it drives me Mm -hmm. up the wall you know i went to bunnings and i wanted to ask about cutting dovetails and no one could help me of course no one could help you (laughs) you're talking to to a kid and the reason that kid's there is because that brings the cost down which is why you keep going back um you know uh, we talk about uh convenience i can't go out during the day to go do my shopping well i mean i could but it's it's a it's a difficult one because of my day job, but I can go to Bunnings at, until nine o'clock at night. So, you know, and they can do that because of those cost savings. So I, yeah, I think I wish Bunnings didn't exist in, in this current form, but I think if people really didn't like it and they really didn't want to use it, they would stop going there. They would lose their income and then we would go back to what we had.
1: That, that sounds good. Um, at this Rent stage, over. at this stage in the game, though, ben, there's no competition.
2: Mm-mm.
1: In in Australia,
2: they just turned their record quarter. The last uh oh, what was it? Second quarter, third quarter of last year, mm. when lockdown was on, oh, yeah. they're turning record. Like everywhere mm. else is closed, and they're turning record <laughs> profits. Yeah,
0: huh. There's a lot of. I've started using a lot of online stores. So you're talking about sandpaper. There's a particular. Uh, uh, I, a guy that I go to, he's called thesandpaperman.com dot com, and And that's a that's. I mean, I don't know where he gets his stuff from. Hopefully, it's not on the back of of child labor or something. But you know, that's me not going to Bunnings. There is an alternative. Doesn't have the convenience, but at least there are those alternatives out there that I think if if anything's going to compete with Bunnings, it's going to be online stores.
1: I think. I, I think people don't realize it, probably. Joe Bloggs down the road doesn't need to buy crazy amounts of stuff so you just go and you get your little tiny little bottle of glue and you get a little pack of nails or whatever that's fine but if you're in somewhat in have your toes in the industry the first thing you want to do is buy stuff in decent quantities and because the price goes way down. So for example I can buy 4 litres of PVA glue from Bunnings for about seventy-eight dollars. And for a hundred and eighty dollars I can get twenty a twenty litre bucket from a glue supplier. Mm. So <laughs> so why would you even bother getting the four liter one?
0: That's interesting. That's so really interesting. If you
1: are actually interested in getting stuff, you don't go to the, the hardware store that everyone goes. You go to the supplier of industry for that thing. So mm. I have reps that come by for just about everything. And I hate when the reps come by. But uh, it enables me to say to them, oh, yeah, like one, one rep company who's actually kind of up with the play, I, I just text the guy, I just say, next time you're coming through, I want two boxes of sandpaper and I want some super glue and I want some of this and this and this. And two days later, later he just drives past and throws it in the door. And then I get a bill in an email. Um, mm. And that's how you buy decent stuff. Like get good quality oh, nice. industry stuff. And you've got to buy, you know, if you want to buy a box of sanding discs, you're going to buy a, at least the minimum of a hundred sanding discs, but they're like twenty five cents each. Yeah. Uh, it
2: takes yeah. a long time to work things like that out in mm. a business, though. Like when you start really considering what your overheads are, what your consumables are, and you're like, right, every dollar that I save is a dollar that I could be paying myself. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um so yeah it takes up a long time to, to work things like that like even uh, i i buy quite a bit of brass and like i've got a there's a supplier uh, quite near my workshop there's a supplier that's 40 minutes drive away that sells it for less than 50 percent wow jeez! and they're buying it like the one that's near my workshop are buying it from them
1: <laughs> and selling it on and
2: just selling it on hmm. at at, uh, at a markup yeah. So it, it takes a lot of calling around. Yeah. Um, but once you've got those lists of contacts, that's like it. life becomes a lot easier.
1: That's what it is. That's calling around and actually doing it. Li- like most of the mm. time, it takes me like one 10 minute Google search. If I'm after yeah. one specific little piece of hardware or whatever, the last thing I do is go and look on Bunning's or MITRE 10's website. First thing yeah. I do is just search the thing, Auckland, New Zealand, and I there's like all these industries that need that thing or like you, you, mm. I go straight to the industrial source every time yeah. and just say, I need this thing. Can you sell me like one of them instead of a pallet load? Oh yeah, sure. You just You just have to come and get it. Okay, fine. Mm. And way easier.
0: Yeah. I must say I've bought hinges before and only ever done this once, but I bought it from a hinge store. The quality difference was unreal i didn't realize you could have such tight tolerances <laughs> in a hinge cuz the <laughs> stuff you get from Bunnings you know who knows why, how that door's going to lean once it's closed um but this uh, yeah i was just i was just blown away and and as you i guess as you say Brian you've got to discover that and then you're oh mind blown yeah. i'm going there next time
2: because the fact that Bunnings is selling to a lot of DIYers especially with things like cabinets like are they going to be able to bore a hole for a hinge in exactly the right place? Probably not. So they probably need a three a proper three dimensional adjustable hinge. Do Bunnings sell them? No, they don't. <laughs> no. So you end up with wonky doors. Whereas if right, Jake, the reason why they, they, they don't sell, a sell drilling, them is <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, they exactly. never offer that next to hinges.
2: <laughs> but um, do you know what I mean? Because they don't want to sell upsell the customers because they just want to sell that bottom dollar product and. Mm bring those hinges in by the container load.
1: What is worse? The second that you offer a
2: premium product that's more expensive, that's a niche, it undermines
1: what they do, so yeah. What is worse? Of, yeah, the, sorry, you go. go. Go on ahead. I was going to say, the worst thing is that those hinges, especially like a cup-type kitchen hinge, the ones they yeah. sell are worth $1.50 and they're selling them for 9 yeah. or $10 each. Mm. And I can get really good actual cast ones with soft clothes dampers that you can turn off or on or choose to do half strength soft clothes for like $7.50 each. And like the real deal ones.
0: And this comes back beautifully to our original topic, which was those oils.
2: <laughs> the Hard Wax oil. So tell us yeah. what was. So you apply with a ruler, I think, is a yeah. ruler and wipe off access, right?
0: Yeah. But before we get to that. I wonder if those hard wax oils were an experiment that just didn't work for them because as you say, that's a, that's a kind of a niche thing. Mm. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not the Cabot's range or the, you know, whatever the brands are. They thought, let's bring it in from a woodworking perspective and it just
1: flopped. Yeah. They they, got it. They got to cut their losses. They probably saw things like Osmo and Livos doing really well and let's tag onto it. Um, and maybe they got their formula wrong, although maybe it's more maybe it is a formula formula thing, but it seems for you Robin, that it worked, which you've got a much mm. hotter temperature yeah and yeah. drying it down in the thought. cold. I imagine it's probably just that's what it is that particular finish likes a particular temperature range and Bunnings might do better if they sold it only the northern half of Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some advice for you, Bunnings, if you're listening, because <laughs> I'm sure you are.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, yeah applied it to uh, the 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 pendant lampshade. There was all these little details in it, which is why I went with the oil in, in the end. And that was literally just pouring it onto my rubber gloves and just caressing the pendant yeah. and got it in like that. Um, that was Vic Ash, and then I had one of these, one of those. Um, it was either pine. Or beach panels from Bunnings, <laughs> and I applied it to that and again. No problem at all. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it was the type of wood that the other people were using. Maybe something like spotted gum wouldn't soak it in as quick.
2: We'll see how it goes. I'll I'll, um, I'll do a couple of different species and mm. say. But the other thing that confused me was, and this is again obviously them trying to limit the number of deviations of product that they have on this on the shelves is mm. that there's no. Um, there's no sheen stated on the... It's not matte. It's not satin. It's just like hard wax oil finish.
0: <laughs> but isn't that because it's an oil? So it's not a film finish, therefore. There the hard, no well, no,
1: film hard wax oil is a film finish. Well, no, hard wax is a
2: film finish. Yeah. So hard wax oil is supposed to be right. a penetrative finish and a a, um, a film finish. I'm... So it kind of gives you the... That's why it looks natural on the timber as opposed to... Just a poly that sits on top and reflects mm. all the light like this allows some refraction mm-hmm. into the wood fibers which is what keeps it looking natural but that's why i found it really weird reading on the side of the tin saying you know it's perfect for butcher's blocks and ingrain boards and
0: outdoor furniture and <laughs> bench tops i'm <and laughs> like it's not well, everything hang on, a se- hang on a second. And, and it makes no sense now that because you would have to apply a second coat to get any level of sheen out of it and if it's going to take a month, well, then it's just it's just a stupid product. <laughs> um,
1: the sheen thing, I'm not sure. Thinking about it, I don't know that. Does does Osmo have a sheen? Yeah, for yeah. So the
2: three zero or 3052. I said what that is, is? there's there's they do a, a semi gloss, a satin, and a matte. Because and the matte is really pretty
1: matte. I used to use Danish oil a lot um and that is not far different in finish to osmo i think it's quite different to apply but it, the same goes really like the more coats you put on the more gloss you're going to get and the more yeah. film you're going to yeah. get um, so really you can have one product and put one coat on or 10 and you're going to have quite a different finish um, as long as you're yeah. doing some prep in between mm-hmm.
2: And you can burnish it and stuff like that as well. Yeah, to really, you
1: really you can buff it in. If you've got eight coats of Danish oil, you can buff that to a high gloss um, if you really want it.
0: I made my um, steam bench chair. Uh, well, when I made it, I finished it with Danish oil for the first time because I thought I'd give it a go. And I was... Pr- that's There's a couple of things wrong with it, and that's one of the things that... I wouldn't say it's wrong with it, but it's not my taste. I didn't realize how quickly that finish built up because I, I i'll mm. always choose a, a matte finish right over, over well you know a, a, a low sheen at most and i got up to about three or four coats of the danish oil satin and it's yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty shiny <laughs>
2: yeah i'm just on osmo's website so yeah 3062 is the matte and 3032 is the satin matte so the the satin matte is what i would use on
0: on most things
1: I'll have to check. I don't even know what I've bought for the job I'm working on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of the, the job you're working on, Joe, it sounds like you haven't had a great week. Uh, well, in terms of getting stuff done, not a, s- not a client. S-
1: um, yeah, no, not really the client. Um, I'm doing a job. I'm doing quite a few jobs for this guy and um, pretty good, pretty cool guy. I made him, you may have, if you see, I think maybe it was Wayne last post on instagram have got this big blue front entrance door oh yeah that was awesome side lights yeah yeah i really liked it so that door has decided to
0: twist is it because you made it out of one panel of mdf yes it's just one piece making. of mdf <laughs> 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 it's
1: funny where have i heard that before <laughs> um so you know i made it originally quoted a job where we're going to do the whole thing in oak and stain it dark and be very traditional with that and then we ended up for cost sake um going to pine so find all the door joineries out of pine i said i i'll make the door out of pine i've had reasonable luck with it in the past um somewhere between taking it out of the clamp and getting around to putting paint on it it started to develop a twist and i was like uh yeah i think i can make it work on the day uh, but no, not enough. The door just doesn't quite hit the rubber seals all the way around, and it kind of interferes with the lock a little bit. And there's a bit of a rattle when you hit, when you shut the door, the bottom kind of wobbles a bit where the mm-hmm. where it's twisted out. There's about four mil, five mil of twist at the, at the bottom. So I said to the client, I'll come and play with the hinges, and I spent an hour trying to do things with hinges and that wasn't going to work so i said bugger it i have to make you a new door so that's what i have to do so i'm changing my timber species and (laughs) i was going to say what type of construction did you use it's like four mortise and tenon uh floating panels properly done old school right so it
0: wasn't the method it was definitely the species i think it's well that that particular timber i
1: I think what happened was um so the door has a traditional large bottom rail like 250 mil rail and the mid rails 250 mil and to get those two pieces of 250 mil wide stock i glued up a couple of bits of wood to get a a wider piece which is pretty standard but i think those two or certainly the bottom rail didn't like getting glued up and i think that that bottom rail is what has caused the issue because um, mm. I, I feel like when I was after I glued it up, I just feel like that those bits weren't working as nicely as I should have, but I kind of carried on with the job. But um, mm. so anyway, now I've gone to I've got myself some expensive cedar and I'm going to oh, do it out of yellow cedar. So,
0: not, not to bang on about door construction because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've cut open a one of these um, solid core doors that you buy its oh, yeah. the you know the sort of the flat <clears throat> panel on the front and when you look at the two styles styles I think it is they are made up of like different like a few different pieces of timber you don't have a solid wood panel it's almost like a few pieces glued up together yeah. and I remember an Andy Rawls video <laughs> where he went in depth about how to make doors and he also touched on that so
1: are you making it out of solid pieces of timber um so are you talking about a one big flat panel door like just a big chunk of wood that's dead flat on both sides or no so on the the two styles on
0: either end so on your left and right hand side instead of having let's say your style is i don't know what uh, 200 mil wide Right. Instead of having a solid piece of wood that's 200mm wide and yeah. 35 thick, you've got a few pieces that make that up because then you... Yeah, you can,
1: you can do it that way. Is that not
0: the only way to do it to ensure stability?
1: So, um, traditionally, you would only have solid timber and typically you'd get quarter on stock. The problem these days is if you want a nice timber finish, like you're using oak or walnut or something pretty you can't really easily go and get cortisol and solid stock. Or if you do find it, it's going to cost the, uh, just outrageous amounts of money, which we could get into if we've got time in a minute. Um, and then you wouldn't want to go ahead and paint it as well, hey? Yeah, no, you <laughs> wouldn't want the, to go paint on it. Because then the YouTube comments <laughs> would hate you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what people have been doing in that case, if you're having a timber finish, what they'll do, I forget the term for it, um... But what you do is you have, like, a cheaper core um, of your styles, like, and it could be laminated stock, ideally, because it's more stable. And then you would veneer that with, say, 3mm thick veneer of your choice. And mm. then so you're essentially making a door out, out of, like, veneered posts. Um, and it's way time-consuming, but it's probably, in the long run, a safer way to go. But I don't know. I I don't think I've had any clients who would pay what that is worth to do. Um, and wouldn't that be more stable as well? Because you've essentially created a a, a a basic form of plywood. Yeah, I mean, way stable. Really nice way to do it. Um, so making doors with solid styles is like being done forever. Um, it's probably I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to guess it when they started making these other veneered style style styles um but so i've not ever gone down that road because i've always been a bit of a believer of traditional stuff has worked for a long time um, and but up until now the pricing has been at a point where you can get away with it um, but anyway in this case so pine was the go didn't work in this case i'm going to use yellow cedar um hopefully that works (laughs) um but kind of the client had a few tweaks he wanted to change on the door so i've just got a couple of texts and photos from him saying hey can you change this thing and make it a little bit smaller so this molding is here instead of here and we'll change the color of the door now because we didn't actually like the color uh, in the end so (laughs) Um, that color i loved it i thought it was
0: so classy
1: he he wants it darker and more glossy so okay i guess that'll still be good yeah We'll, we'll do that um, so I, I, it's kind of cool getting a second chance at it, but it's a bit of a pain in the ass Because I'm now going to make the door in the workshop and the lock and the hinges and the the seal that I've got a pop down seal on the bottom of it as well. That's all in the door currently keeping the weather out and So I've had to, I just took a gazillion measurements and I'm going to try and cut the mortise lock and cut all the hinges in in the workshop without any of the hinges or the lock or anything so um, I've got to trust my measurements
0: (laughs) (laughs) risky business yeah have you Brian have you done much this week well actually I saw you got a a table out yep
2: yeah Yeah, I got a coffee table out um, one of my star map ones the dish Mm. table Uh, Mm. I got that out I got rid of those uh, end grain boards so oh nice. The ones that were the client ordered iron and then realised he didn't like iron when he saw them. So he <laughs> now has blackboard boards, so I got that out. So that was a good thing to tick off. I am um, working on uh, serving boards for Maha Restaurant, nice restaurant in Melbourne. Um, a set of them. I've, I've made several sets for them before in the past, and they're just coming back for some more. And um, about to start a big built-in job for a client and... Are you are you going to manage that with your... How is your knee doing? Oh, uh, it's okay. It's all right. Sort of muscles coming back, but yeah, it's still... It's more just I feel it at the end of the day now because I'm doing more in the workshop after seven, eight hours on my feet. It's, yeah. I need to sit down when I get, when I get home, but I've got a, a a one-year-old to deal with instead. Oh, um, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: But uh, no, it's getting there. So yeah, a built-in is going to be... A bit challenging, so I've kind of broken it down. It's like a a pantry, shelves, and a media cabinet that all sort of are in the one piece. So I think I'm going to start with the smallest pieces and work my way up. And are you going to use some
1: plywood for that then?
2: Yeah, 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 it's all (laughs) film. It's all film ply, it's nothing fancy. Nice. Yeah, clients designed it, film ply and some spotted gum veneer ply. Uh, so yeah that's um, yeah I'll get that out and then um, I've got actually quite a good design job doing uh, a client down in Mornington Peninsula has a house down there and they want three wall mounted kind of media units and a bar and a bookshelf display that all have a sort of a similar language but in different places in the house so that could be quite good Um I think there's a relatively good budget attached to it, and I think they're gonna have enough to do it all in solid timber, so that would be nice. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I got a, got a bit coming up, nice. which is good. It's good after a few quiet months.
0: <laughs> and um, in terms of that that plywood, are mm-hmm. you starting to feel the the pinch that the rest of the world seems to be? They so Maxi
2: Ply or the suppliers that I use down here, they've had. Uh, they've been pretty good. Like their lead times are still reasonable on a lot of the stuff. Um, I know they had a product called uh Koskin, plywood, which was it was like a color tinted ply that had a protective film over the top, so you could see the grain of the ply through it. Yep. Yep. So it was really like it was pre finished. So just cut it that. and make it in yeah. the kitchen. And yeah. So I I know that they have now are no longer stocking that. Right. Um. But everything else seems to be available. Touch wood. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of... Uh, and going back to what Joey was saying about um, about the old uh, creeping up price of, of timber. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next, um, next couple of months.
0: Well, it's funny. We were talking about Bunnings earlier. I haven't noticed any change in their prices, but their stock is just... I mean, it's hit and miss there's no the, like there's no one of the without getting back into the conversation one of the <laughs> reasons i um find myself going there when i've got a client project is that i know i'm going to get 60 what is it what is it 64 by 19 mil and I'm, it's always going to be there pretty consistent now like you get what you, <laughs> you get what you're given and that's it so it's clearly even affecting them
2: i saw in in the bottoms near me the other day all the pine stud was gone Mm -hmm. Everything, yeah. Um, which is just weird looking,
1: it's like looking like empty shelves
2: of toilet paper.
1: (laughs) We can't get anything that's my timber yard said we can't get anything over four meters, I think, 4.8 maybe. I think there's no more six meter logs available, right? Um, which seems odd. I'm not sure how that suddenly has happened, but um, they stopped growing. I don't know, (laughs) um. (laughs) but it's yeah the the cost actually I don't know if we were recording when I mentioned that my timber supplier has put prices up 30% mm-hmm. um, so that's for exotics like that's cedar and, and walnut and then everything else is going down uh, going up um, between from 15% and up to that 30% mark depending on what the species is um, so, it's outrageous. I don't know <laughs> the cost of some of the timber is just so crazy. I don't, I'm not sure what I'll even offer people at this stage. Um, yeah. So it's a tricky
2: thing f- trying to explain that to a client. That you know, twenty percent, thirty percent price rise in the material is is pretty big.
1: Yeah, that's I'm trying to pass it yeah, all on to them. Yeah, It's hard. Well, it's all just coming down from the, the shipping companies and that's all my, the timber suppliers just passing it off on me. So, you know, what can yep. you do? Um, yep.
0: You guys should have been drying your own timber.
1: I'm just going to say it. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. um, have this huge job that I quoted um, for this massive kitchen cabinetry job. It's about 70,000 bucks. And... The client just called me because i emailed him and said look this cost of timber's gone up which probably won't affect you but um who knows what's going to happen to sheet good prices in the next couple of months so you know be prepared that the cost might go up and he said yeah all good understand that can We just buy it all right now and you hold on to the stock. <laughs> and I was like, Well, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me have a think about it because it's like a hundred and something sheets of whatever it is. Oh I need, my so God. where am I going to put it all? <laughs> like, well, oh, you're, you're stocked up for the next five jobs with that. <laughs> so, um, I said, Give me a timeline and I'll think about where I can stock you know, stack it all um, in the workshop. So
2: it's delivered yeah. it to their garage during.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well the building's not up yet i don't think but oh, that's okay. not not a silly not, not a silly idea because he'd see i think he does have a storage shed so maybe that would be the way to go yeah. oh, that's crazy isn't it so this week i was
0: um able to get out a uh, did you guys see the the lampshade by any chance yeah yeah. yes Yep. yep. saw it on your instagram I'm, I'm really stoked with how that turned out it was a v- like when i was Sort of thinking up the design, I didn't think too much of it because it was fairly straightforward. But it was only when I when I built it and I looked at, I thought, this is all right. This this is this could maybe even be in a magazine. It's got some really yeah. cool lines to it. And um, yes, yeah, so I managed to get that out. I've also been doing. I've sort of touched on it in the last couple of episodes that I've been working with Timbercon for their Pony Jorgensen clamp promotion, which has finally come to an end. Uh, just to, just a quick plug. Their pony organs and clamps are amazing. Um, it's, it's been so cool to get those clamps in the shop and be able to, particularly the, the spring clamps. Man, everyone needs spring clamps in their <laughs> workshop at some point. They are the most handy things ever. Um, but they're, they're R-beam clamps also. Yeah. They're heavy-duty. Jeez, they work well. Um, and then this week, I've also uh, put forward um, a, a bit of a written document. They're putting together an e-book as part of it so all of their brand ambassadors have got to put in some written article about themselves and some photos so that's going to be coming out soon which I'm I'm super excited about so I feel like a lot of these, these sort of sideline jobs you know making making videos for people um, doing this this promotional stuff is all it was all go 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 and it and it came to me because that that pendant lights as well that was for Carbotech
2: mm. so there
0: was a video for Carbotech but you're job.
2: working with both sides huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I've every time I talk to them, I say to them, "Are we cool? You know, just you, you. I don't want to. I don't want you to find this out." and They always say, "No, that's absolutely fine." So, um, yeah, yeah, gun for hire. I'm not uh, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not leaning to the other side. Uh, the cool. the but, light uh, looks really good. I,
2: lo- I like the photo you posted from the underside, looking up at it.
0: How how cool is that? The yeah, it's really the, cool. The, the fins, and, mm. the fins reflecting through that big globe. Yep. This weird sw- ah, just it it turned out it turned out so cool. So yeah, after this, um, I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I just finished making this this I'm, I was busy editing a video before we got on, and um, I've made this stool, um, and it's gonna be a little promo in it about the shop stool podcast. Where uh, it's a big LVL, it's about three hundred and sixty wide, and then sixty thick. This is what they used to prop up the roof when we opened up our kitchen. And I've cut tr- uh, squares out of it, but on a 45. So now when you look at the, the legs, you just get these vertical lines. So it's cool. l- like the... That, that, that would be considered rift sawn, right? Yeah, it's a bit tricky
1: with plywood, but something like it's that. It's like yep. the ultimate rift sawn timber because <laughs> yeah. it's perfect on, on, <laughs> on all uh, four yeah, sides. I get what you mean, yeah. So you, you vertically ripped the like a square piece of the plywood stock. You You ripped a bit of the 60... So you had a bit of 60 by 60 plywood, but then you cut it. So you saw the vertical lines on each four side. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it comes down to like a 40 by 40.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Taken that square and rotated 45 degrees. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I was first going to, to making a stool, I figured out a lot of stuff that works and doesn't. It's it's not a, it's not a pretty thing. Like it works, <laughs> but it's not pretty. It's not an elegant thing. It's certainly not like the, the pendant shade. But, yeah, so that'll be asked next. And then, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It quite, feels quite freeing. All right. That's cool. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, mm. no, oh, let, me, let me rephrase that. Anything else you, want, you guys want to talk about it within
1: five minutes? Yeah. no, got, <laughs> I'll talk about this next time, so I'll save uh, that one. Um, cool.
2: I was going to say, I listened back to the, the last one with, with Alex. I thought it was a really fun podcast. So we've got to got uh, more people with her kind of energy on to <laughs> yeah. drag us through. <laughs> <sometimes>. yes,
1: professor. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That that so, was a, an awesome episode. So and, yeah. If uh, anybody, if anybody's got suggestions of people to interview, just uh, DM us.
0: Yeah, yep. yeah. That's a that's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, let us know. I'm really keen to see these planes when they come out. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's been working on
2: yeah i was yeah. oh it was actually quite cool i was um my uh my intern viv was on the front cover of wood review today Yeah. I oh, I,
0: yeah i saw the picture yeah yeah that's cool so
2: shout out to her we might even drag her onto the podcast oh, i was gonna say that that's it yeah
0: <laughs> cool all right let's leave it there so we... to everyone listening thanks very much um if you did enjoy the show please go ahead and give it a rating on a rating on itunes it really does us out the shop store podcast is available on most podcast apps joe and brian thanks again for hanging out and we'll see you guys next time
2: see ya cheers i promise i'll be back with alcohol next week guys (laughs)